are suddenly divorced and your hairline's receding or your boobs are sagging. Hey, whoa, stop staring at me when you're talking about hairline receding. I'm just right? looking <laughs> at you. I also looked at you and said boobs are sagging. Are your boobs sagging? Yeah, the term is moobs, but kind of. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, oh. I father. didn't even know that. I'm moobs? sorry. That was not, no, that you have them. No, I don't. This is High Decibels. Live music recaps in New York City and beyond. Hey, you people, you're listening to High Decibels, an NYC-based live music podcast. We check out the artists we love in the New York City area and beyond and report back to you. I'm Marlia. And I'm James, and this song is Marietta by Upstate, who we saw at the Knitting Factory on Friday, November 8th, and who we'll be talking about today. But before that, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and look for us on Reddit at High Decibels Pod for clips, picks, discussions, and more. Also, look for us on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts, and subscribe, follow, rate, and review, please. And again, uh, I want to put it out there, we want to put it out there, that we uh, offer the opportunity, if you are interested, in covering an artist that you want to hear a recap of. Maybe you don't live in New York, maybe you can't make it to concerts, maybe you can, you just have major social anxiety, Whatever, whatever's up. Or you're going to be there and you would still like to uh, hear our take on it. Uh, please DM us about that. You have all of our uh, contact info there now. Uh, high decibels uh, podcast at gmail.com. You can also contact us that way or slide into those DMs. And uh, yeah, the deal is, is uh, you get us the tickets. We cover the show. You can even guess if you want. You know, we'll call you in, whatever. There's a lot of um, opportunities. Yeah, we, we we would love to be able to do that. Um, and uh, yeah, after like mid-December, things are pretty open. So anyway, that is on the table. All right. Uh, so yeah, this show was uh, a whole lot of fun. Um, I'm pretty familiar with this band. There is, oh, there is a bit that I, I just wanted to add to sort of tack on from uh, last week um, where I was saying that I thought that Maybe I'm just gonna uh, turn this. Just Readjust. Go ahead. Yeah, I gotta adjust a little bit because I can't really look at you. There, that's a little better. Um, what I was gonna say was, I was flip flopping on whether Kishibashi has taken someone out of my top five. Mm, tough choice. Okay. I had to think about that. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, it was very close, but. It, it, it is number six. Yeah, yeah. It is. It's, it's up a, there. And I thought about it, and I was like, you know what? There's a lot of factors that go into your favorite show, mm. and that's it's everything. It's the crowd, their, their right. energy, who you're with, right? my headspace at the time, where I'm standing, the production value, showmanship, my connection to the music, the venue, and musicianship, and... Uh, I maintain uh, Kishibashi is number one on musicianship. It is the best okay. musicianship I have seen, but there's all of these other factors that come into play. Yeah, you're not super super uh, intimate with the, the music in and of itself, right. that kind of thing. Yeah, Ex- that's kind of what kept it out of my top five. I will agree he's up there, especially as a showman, too. Yes. And all that. Musicianship-wise, though, I have you know been lucky enough to 
see um, some some real great acts. So I don't know if he beats out or quite beats out certain guys that I've seen. Well, in any event, what I was going to say was um, the others that I have seen are not better musicians, but they put on great shows. And ultimately, I think what keeps them in the top slots for me is how I connect to the music on a personal level. So there's like absolutely no reflection in Kishibashi. It's just a matter of, you know, this is music that I've known for a long time and uh, I really connect to. And so here they are. They are. Oh, I got go, my top go five. On. Okay. What? If you told me you were going to do this. I could put mine in. Let's just right, do go it. Ahead, next, go ahead. Next, we're going to next time give go people ahead. something to, to look forward to. In the number five slot, we have. The Chemical Brothers, 2019. Number four, we have James, 2019. Oh, Chemical Brothers was at Forest Hills, James, Pier 17. All right, and the number three slot, we have Daft Punk and Coney Island, 2005. Just bragging right now is what she's doing, is bragging. And the number two slot, we have at the Barclays Center in 2018, Foster the People, Churches, Death Cab, Florence and the Machine, and Muse, which was less a thing for me, but the first four. And in the number one slot to this day, 2008, you, uh, the McCarran Park Pool, what it used to be a, a venue, uh, LCD sound system with Arcade Fire. Just, just bragging. I can't. That's all you're I doing can't. Is bragging I, right there's now. no. I can't. That that constantly can beat. But I will How say. How could you beat that? I'm what, like. What I what I gotta say though, like three of these were in the last year, and Pretty I don't recent, think yeah. that's recency bias. Yeah. I really don't. I was really kind of worried hard. about that because you did keep saying. Now I understand though. I was. I think I was there for all of those actually, especially the. Um, I will say that Not So Silent Night one is probably is definitely in my top five as well. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the reason for that is, like, well, James and Chemical Brothers, I go way back. Sure, sure. I go back to high school with these. I'm really connected to them. So, um, and it was hard because the Crystal Method was really good. And Crystal Method would be in my top five, but the the problem really was. Nobody was there. The crowd. Yeah. And honestly, and that's no reflection on him. So sometimes these are just factors that an artist can't even help. Sure. But if Crystal Method had been playing at Forest Hills, and there were that many people, and it was that amped, and that kind of like, oh my God, wait a minute, I forgot Tame Impala. Ooh. What? What have I done? Oh no. All right, guys, we're going to have to revisit this. This is rough. Topic. Isn't this it's the hardest thing? That's why I, I would not want to do the this hell on the spot. Did I forget. No, I I'll thought have to about sit down this. and really, because it's tough, because like some of my older ones, you know, I'd have to count the uh, the concert that got me into going to shows all the time was Matt and Kim and Passion Pit when yeah. I was in college. Yeah. That's got to be up there, but it's like who like who gets out? Tame Impala, yeah, that was a recent uh, one. Honestly, I think and then Vampire Weekend right after that. Like I don't know, it's so tough for I, me. I, okay, guys, I have to modify the um, the number five spot is going to be Tame Impala for me. Oh, uh, okay. And the, trust me, that was a really good show. But again, the reason why James Daft Punk. LCD sound system and not so silent L- night still exceed it is Team Impala was an excellent show and I, I can't believe I overlooked that one but it's a matter of a, a connection to the sure. music a long standing connection and, and that's just that's hard to beat so anyway um, I'm feeling pretty good about the fact that three of those are in the last year so I'm still catching good shows and it didn't all stop for me in the 20 sure. zeros yay alright so uh, next week we'll, we'll talk about James's top five Anyway, so this show was at the Knitting Factory in Williamsburg. Um, this is a spot that used to be in Soho, uh, 
and then they moved it to Brooklyn. Um, it was called the Knitting Factory in Soho because it was housed in what used to be a knitting factory. Whoa. They kept the name, moved it to Brooklyn. So not to be nitpicky, <laughs> <laughs> but the name technically doesn't make sense anymore other than yeah. the branding because it's no longer. And he was like, why do they call it that? Well, that's why. Um, I'm pretty sure it's not still in a former knitting factory, but it'd be quite a plot twist if I found out. Yeah, if it, if, as it turns one, out. One former knitting factory uh, in Williamsburg, but I don't think that's the case. Uh, anyway, it is located very conveniently near the G train, also located very conveniently across from Fet Sal, which if you've never been there. Is bomb. Woo! Just some solid, good barbecue. Yeah, we're going to give them a shout out because we definitely went there beforehand. It's sort of this cafeteria style barbecue place. If you're going to Knitting Factory, like hit definitely this place Definitely stop up. there that, first. I guess yeah. that's, that's what we're getting at. Yum, 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 yum. Super quick service. Mm. Just if you don't got a ton of time before your show, swing in there. Yeah, get that beef brisket. So anyway, um, this uh, venue is small. It's very laid back. It's for lesser known acts and late night dance parties. Right. Uh, it's sort of. Um, I'm trying to like. What would you say the size is? Oh, I, I, I wouldn't don't even know. say a hundred. Oh really? I was thinking like two fifty. You think so? In there, yeah. I mean, I, don't I think it's that big. I think it's pretty it small. Probably is worth it to take a look at the max capacity sign on our way in so we can tell people. But yeah. it's, you know, it's I forgot smaller. to, and I'm trying to find online, but I, I don't really see anything. So you walk in, and there's, like, a bar, and it's kind of it's kind of weird. They have, like, a, a window that you can see through behind the bar so you mm-hmm. can see into the actual event space. Right behind the sound guy. Right. So you see the back of the sound guy's head. Right. And uh, I don't know if they pump the music in through or not. I don't really notice. I've never really been in there for. I would feel like they kind of have to because they just sort of like it just bleed in anyway. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely it's definitely not soundproofed. So right, exactly. Um, So you know, I will say late night dance parties. It's a little different, but in terms of these shows, the security is pretty relaxed. There's no like bag searches or anything. One guy out front stopping you to to check what you got, and it was kind of funny because like we got there a little bit, we grabbed our drinks. Went to the coat check, and then, like, just before we were walking in, I already had a drink in my hand, and, like, I'm, I'm trying to pull out my ID to show the guy, and it d- doesn't even occur to me, and the guy goes, is that alcohol in there? I'm like, oh, yeah, and he's like, oh, okay, you're good. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess if I already have a drink in my hand, you kind of right. can skip this step, huh? So they're, they're not they're not super, um, you're right, they're not super anal about it, but side note, there's a bit of a tangent, but I'm going to just rant about it now. Oh, like, in terms of admission to... to- to come back afterwards. Like, yeah. Mar mentioned they do these dance parties afterwards. They're usually $10. They can be quite fun. I wasn't really super into the um, genre of last night. So, I, I wasn't super interested in, like, buying a new ticket. But if they would let me get back in, then I probably would have. Here's the thing. Even though I had just spent the last several hours at this place, I'd already paid money to be in there. I'd already bought drinks. They threw everybody out to clean up after the concert. Fine and dandy. Set up for the dance party. And it's like, I already have this stamp on my wrist right which is still here because it you know it didn't fully come off when i showered and i showed the guy and he goes oh wrong stamp you gotta get another ticket i'm like really I, i've just been here for the last several hours i've already bought this thing brooklyn bowl doesn't do that they'll let you stay if you i if think they let you concert. stay right yeah brooklyn bowl yeah. Does, brooklyn bowl does these dance parties as well and there are a couple other ones do i think music hall williamsburg like a bunch of them do these dance parties where it's like you know um dance punk from the 2000s last night was uh 90s alternative that kind of thing um and they're fun. They're worth $10 to go into, but it's like if I've already been here for hours, you can't just let let us back in. 
Because like I said, it's like I know I, I should compare two of them, but I know for a fact that Brooklyn Bowl just lets people stay if there's a dance party afterwards. That was my point of contention, and yeah. I understand that these are DJs and they need to be paid and yada, yada, yada. But that being said, there were plenty of people coming in just for the party itself. And also, too, I'll mention that I think believe this was a GBH events party, and quite often with these, it's like, it's not that hard to get in for free if you just RSVP right. like, by the day before. So it's not like uh, this is a major act where like everyone is paying a ticket price beforehand. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like these are these are just you know your 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 you know sort of standard venue DJs. Yeah. And I was just like, and the fact that I've already been here and uh, already paid. An admission and they just be like i don't know i just think it's yeah, a bit yeah. i think it's a we, bit they big. forcibly told us to get out to clean up which is fine but then to right. just say no no no, you gotta pay money again to get it's back nickel in. and diming and i know i know that it we're is. bitching and griping here but it is something that kind of annoyed me at the end of the night because like right. the dance party started about 11 30 our concert was on about 10 30 and then we specifically waited to see like we waited that extra hour and had another drink because we're like, all right, let's see what the music is. You know, I wasn't super feeling it, but I'm like, let's see what the music is, and then we we'll, we'll see if we could want to stay for a little while. And then the, they kind of made the decision for us by saying, no, you gotta you gotta pay another ten dollars to walk back into the space that you just we're in for the last three hours, four hours. Yeah. But all right, sorry, sorry for the bitch gripe and complaint there. Um, talk about the rest of the venue though. Yeah. Like oh. we said, it's not huge. Um, the let's actual. Get down, let's get down to the nitty gritty. Nitty gritty with a K there. <laughs> oh Jesus, she's been doing this all night, all day. Um, <laughs> all night and all day. Yeah. Um, they got this like uh, unisex bathroom in the back of the actual venue part, and then if you walk past the guy handing out like the bracelets, the bouncer basically out front. There's yeah. another. There are individual male female bathrooms. Um, it was never super crowded. There was never a big line. It was not that hard for me to ever get into the bathroom. I don't know if you had no. any issues either. No. So, cause it, cause it's fairly small and there's not a ton of people there. And even though maybe like the maximum actual toilets there is like a, a half dozen or so, but, um, it's really not hard to, to get through there. Yeah. No, stalls are tiny, yeah. but adequate. There's not, uh, not much for me to say on yeah. that. Um, okay. So in terms of bars, one in the bar space, there's another bar inside the performance space. I found the bartenders to be very friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, attentive. Yep. Attentive. They're good bartenders and the drink prices were fair. Actually, drink prices were a little on the cheaper end, I have to say. Yeah. Um, I'm, I will throw that out there. Yeah. Um, in terms of, no, there isn't really like a light show or anything no. like that in this place. You got two disco balls. It's like right. pretty basic lighting. And you know what, though? It's the the well sound lit. guy, I don't know if the sound guy was, was with the bands or, or, or if he's with the venue, but he was a pretty attentive guy. Mm. Like, I felt like the mixing was pretty good on this. It was good enough to where I honestly didn't really notice it being a problem. Right. And that's kind of the best thing that you could right. say. Like, like, if, if just, you I don't have back, to talk like, about it, that's good. Were there any sound problems for yeah. me? And I was like, no, no, I would say it was mixed super super well honestly nope. for he both said, yeah. bands yeah he seemed pretty like, he, i remember one time he like came out from behind the booth to like fix something on mm-hmm. stage in the middle of the show like he's you know yeah. does, does a good job so whoever you are guy shout out nice, nice yeah. stuff um and if i'm not mistaken the knitting factory recently upgraded their sound system so oh, that, that probably helps okay um i'm trying to think yeah I don't a, a sound nerd always loves some new equipment to yeah play on, for so sure do a real good job i don't know for sure so if i've been to a show there i know i've been to the dance party so i'm not I'm kicking myself. I feel like I have, but I can't for sure say that I have. So I don't know. I can't compare it to. I know how it I used haven't to been be. to a show there. I've only yeah. drank there. Yeah. Um. All right. Anyway. So whatever. We get some drinks and uh, 
the uh, order of the night was whiskey and, and then later cheap beer. Uh, I stuck with whiskey. Yeah. Well, I was getting drunk, so I had to taper. Um, anyway, Light so the, the crowd when we... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Because it's not lame to be puking on the street. Lightweight. Uh, I am a lightweight. <laughs> um, anyway, so um, the the crowd was pretty sparse at first, and and that always is like discouraging for me because I mean, yes, yes, quite often it fills up. Sometimes it doesn't. Right, whenever it's sparse in the beginning, I, I always and it's a band that I really like. It makes me nervous because I'm like, wait, this isn't. This isn't going to stay like this. Mm-hmm. It can't stay like this. More people will show up for these guys. Right. It, it is just... But I don't like it. It makes me nervous. It's the typical thing of people not showing up for the opener, and I'll never fully understand why. I mean, the opener came on at 8 o'clock. You can't make it there in time for that. Like, yeah. why not get the most out of the $20 Yeah, that a lot of people did miss the opener. I never understand. Uh, I don't know. We, uh, we've been on our soapbox for that before. Don't miss the opener. You don't know, mm-hmm. you know who you're going to see. You might end up really liking them. I just... I hope people out here like listen to that and and like actually consider it's like oh no I never show up for the opener I just show up for the main act just give some support to people that are that are out there trying to see new or do new things you know yeah well show we up can for tell it. you that we can lead you to water but we can't make you drink um, all right so in terms of the the demographic we had I mean I would say bes- besides uh, uh, two mature gentlemen for the most part this crowd was pretty young for sure and grungy. And you know the kind you'd expect to s- be into something folksy, right? Not n- music nerds. A lo- lot of circle scarves. Yeah, not, music not nerds. A whole lot, yeah, not a whole lot of makeup on the girls. A lot right, of flannel, hipstery. Let's get real. It's a real feminine energy. Yeah, I was like playing a game with James. I'm like, let's spot the alpha male. Oh, just just you, James. <laughs> real hipstery music nerds. It's it's the way. It's, yeah, you know. We but fit like, in just fine. But Let's like, put it that but way. like, history and not definitely like in a more feminine. It's just a more feminine energy across the board. And that's not good or bad. It just that's was just the observation. Yeah, yeah. You're you're gonna like music nerds can sometimes. It, it's just like a softer, a soft, softer, kinder energy. You know, just like because listen, we saw music nerds at, at Crystal Method too. Which sure. Was a completely type of different crystal music nerd. Like, mer- yeah. Music nerd. Yeah. Um, these are like a more, uh, like uh, crunchy granola type music. Right, right, right. Music Uh nerds, like. Spent uh, a lot of time in the Adirondacks. Yes. Like everyone's going climbing tomorrow. That was kind of the vibe that I got. Um, saw a girl in a Bill's hat. That was neat. Having a good season. Uh, the pre-show music was, uh, I'm going to edit that out. (laughs) Don't you dare. The pre-show music was, uh. Bob Dylan, which, you know, we've talked about that. Right. It fit. So that, that's what I have to say about that, Aaron. <laughs> it d- couldn't, couldn't wait for it to be over. <laughs> <laughs> it was all Bob Dylan. It was literally it all Bob Dylan. It fit at least. And, I mean, you know, yeah. there's something to be said about that. Anyway, uh, then we had our opener finally come on, and this was the Way Down Wanderers, and I'm opening up this set with... Uh, a cover they did uh, of a song is a song called Animal by Mike Snow. Be assured, these guys are far more than covers. This was just I'm opening with this one because it's the only song title I know. The Way Down Wanderers. Uh, they're all from Central Illinois, uh, Peoria. It says here, wherever exactly that is. Don't entirely know. Um, they're just you know a folksy bluegrassy band. It's really the way to do it. They're sort of they are modern um, in the sense that they they definitely bring in like modern rhythms and. Yeah. Sounds like that. You know, there's like a classic rock 
mm-hmm. influence on them, but they are to their core like a folksy, uh, uh, bluegrassy kind of band. Yeah. Um, Colin Krauss on the mandolin. Oh and, yeah, yeah. And like, violin. Yeah, and that's uh, this before I knew their names, I had nicknames. So yeah, I had, and they're uh, good. Matt Damon with dreads. Uh, Aust- oh, mandolin, your favorite. Mandolin, favorite. yeah, yeah. Not usually my favorite instrument, but when it's played really well, like tonight or yeah. last night, then all for it. Austin Krauss Thompson on guitar. Uh, a- A.K.A. Gorgeous McGorgieson. Also in dreadlocks. Um, John Marikoski on percussion. Uh, A.K.A. Uh, Sean from Psych. Uh, A.K.A. He did look like him. James, I forget that guy's name on the show, but you guys know that show Psych. He really does look like that yeah. guy. Yeah. Anyway, going. Uh, John Williams on an upright bass. Uh, A.K.A. Izzy Stradlin and Stan Smith Adidas. <laughs> yes. Travis Kowalski on banjo. Uh, AKA my ex drug dealer. (laughs) (laughs) Looks just like him. Oh, man. Good stuff. Um, Honestly, this is like second week in a row we've gotten uh, all these sort of like folksy kind of different instruments. Um, Banjo wise, quite good, but nothing, uh, not quite tall, tall trees either. But nothing wrong with that. Listen, they're, they're damn good, damn good act if that's what you're into. No, no other way around it. You have to be into that kind of music, um, but you can't really go wrong with them. So, well, we're going to talk about their set, are we not? Sure, of course. Okay. So anyway, uh, these guys come out. You know, I've already established uh, uh, alt, alt, alter egos for all of them. You're welcome. Now we we said your names. Um, to me, this was like, uh, we always talk about like, hey, does this opener fit for this headliner? Yes, they do. Yeah, 100%. spot on. Um, uh, obviously, is an Americana band. I would call this an Americana band. And I I say that, we'll talk about that genre in a second, but the uh, TLDR on that is basically, it's a genre that's sort of an amalgamation of like what is traditional American music. So that's bluegrass, that's folk, that's country. Um all kind of and gospel even mm. all kind of mixed in together and uh, given a modern twist, you know. Um, Acoustic. They can do all of those yeah. genres separately, and, and as we get into this, their set list that was illustrated where they kind of broke things down in terms of what they're capable of. But for the most part, it's a mixture of all these kind of genres, and they do it well. They have really nice uh, harmonies. Um, okay, so that was my first impression was like, uh, yeah, I, I, I like these guys. I, I can get with it. Right. Um, Almost Beach Boys kind of harmonies going I, along with it, which is pretty cool. Yes. And that sort of brings in that classic rock influence that yeah. I mentioned. Yeah. Even though it's not really their focus, there's definitely that influence, like that 60s classic rock. Slightly that psychedelic pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Uh, I was noticing by the second song, people seemed that were there, because we were in the front, seemed really into it, which is good. I was noticing that... Um, at least there was one girl that knew lyrics, mm-hmm. so I thought that was kind of cool. Um, you know, even if she is someone's girlfriend or sister. But uh, the mandolin player, Colin, wow, what a great smile! He mm-hmm. smiles the whole time. He did, he did, He's yeah. Infectious, got really nice teeth. Cute as a button, that one. Um, their third song, I don't see. I don't have the names of these songs, so you know, I'm We're just, just going go by, by impressions yeah. that I had, and I have little bits of, of recording. Um, going on when I was able to catch that. So uh, just to give you a sort of audio representation of what we're talking about here. Uh, real heavy bass line. Uh, the guitar player took the, the vocals on this one. Um, again, his name was Gordy McGorgeous in Austin. So Austin has a voice that sounds like Bob Dylan. So. Yep, got that going for him. You know. It's a style. Uh-huh. It's a style. 
Um, if you like Bob Dylan, you'll you'll like this. Uh, then he started rapping in song four. Yeah. Have you ever heard Bob Dylan rap? I actually I mean, found the name of that song. What is it? Uh, All My Words. Okay. And by the way, Down Wanderers, and it's like the, uh, and this fits because uh, I'm looking at a description of it right now. Reggae Island Beat. Yup. Yeah. Mid-song rap and closing Foggy Mountain Boys breakdown style banjo. Yeah. That was it. That was the song right there. I didn't get a recording of that because I was so t- taken right. aback. I think both. I think I might have caught a clip of it. Okay. For Instagram. I was like, what is this? Yeah. It was not anything that I expected, huh? but I'll be damned if that wasn't fun. What? <laughs> anyway, uh, next song. This is when they sort of encourage people to come a little bit closer. So that was cool. Uh, the stage had a ledge for my bourbon, so it, it worked yeah. out for everyone. Um I saw the, oh, what the hell is my note here? Um, I saw the, oh, I saw the sound guy kind of bopping along in the back. Yep, yep, Which you don't usually that. see that. They're usually very stoic and serious, so it was kind of cool to, mm-hmm. like, see a tech guy not be, like, so into being cool and serious and I'm doing a job here that they're actually enjoying themselves. Right, right. I always like to see that, you know, when, uh, but but the big, but the, the big prize is when you see the security guards bounce along it. there for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. The security guard tapping is like his foot up responsible front, responsible for safety yeah. gets into it. Then you know you've really hit the jackpot. But that's tough to do because right. they really are so pretty committed. rare. They're so committed to showing no feelings at all, unless the feeling is mad, right? <laughs> because of something you did. Um, then there are uh, six song. Uh, some nice Irish, just like just like an Irish drinking song. For sure, soloing to me. I felt like they kept making eye contact with me, but I probably was just being paranoid. Mm. And I was like, are they judging me because I'm texting? I was like, I'm going to speak favorably of you. I'm yeah, like, yeah. We have nice things to looking. say. Yeah. I guess I was. I I could totally have been imagining that, but I was like, oh my god, I'm in the front row and I'm writing all these notes and they think I'm just texting my friends or whatever. I'm like, that's not what's happening. It's all of these things that I'm saying right now about how much I like you. All right. So anyway, uh, the mandolin guy came back, Colin, saying here, uh, you know, to to, to be frank. And uh, as you know, I'm blunt on this podcast about what I like and what I don't like so that you will trust me. Um, My I like his voice better. Sorry, Gorgie McGorgeous, son. You're still gorgeous. Stay gorgeous. Still ripping up on that guitar. It shouldn't matter that you're gorgeous. But it, but helps. it helps. Stay gorgeous. Uh, he also plays some fiddle, Colin. Yep, so that was cool. That was neat that he brought that out. I like him. There's something about him. Like I was like, I could see him. I I, I, I feel like bad saying this, but I could see him on a solo project. I feel oh, like he could yeah. do it. All you need is some movie that's like a younger, more accessible version of Oh Brother, We're Out There. Art Thou. Where Art Thou? Yeah. yeah. A younger, more accessible version of Oh Brother, Where Art Thou to make Americana trendy, and this guy could just ride that You way. think so? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying he should go solo. I'm sure he loves his bros. I'm just saying if you want to do it, good. He's got star quality. I don't know. It's the st- A lot of it is the, the stage presence. Um... Anyway, I wish I was so rich I could be a kingmaker. In this <laughs> right, right. Just <laughs> hey, man. Start my own record label. Or, you know, the whole band. You never know. I could win the Powerball and I come back and it would be make for a great story. So don't write us off. Uh, I'd love to see them open for the Punch Brothers, actually. I was thinking be about good fit, that. Yeah. I feel like they would be really good for that. Maybe, like, give them, like, a couple, like, a year or two. Um be good exposure th- for them. Yeah, no, and I, and I just uh. feel like it. they, they uh, s- dovetail well together. Anyway, 
Um, some songs, some beautiful bass work, some beautiful mandolin work. These guys are just, they're, they're competent on their instruments. For sure. I will say that. And it's surprising because they are pretty young, like early 20s, right? Early Yeah, I'm 20s. seeing they started when um, Austin was, wait, let me double check. Yes, Colin was 15 and Austin was 19 when they really started out. Yeah. And they're going for about six years. So, yeah, mid, mid to yeah, early so these 20s. Yeah, these are young guys. And, yeah, they're, they're doing a great job. Um, after this was uh, what we opened with, which was that cover of Mike Snow's Animal. Which was that was yep. great because it was funny because I heard the the opening strains. Like, yeah, you picked dun, it up first. Dun, 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 dun. I was looking at James like, this is an animal. Yeah. I was like, well, let's wait and see. Yeah. You know. Because well, because uh, we had that yeah. moment. We had that moment last time where we thought it could be Bush. So. Like, don't get too excited yeah, now. Yeah. I'm like, I but am. But it turned out it was yeah. Yeah. So it was this which like, is cool because it was pretty unexpected and i like that when it's a when it's a band that i don't expect to pull out a cover like that that's that's like a a nice little morsel uh, a nice little treat for me you know what i mean right so this a was little just piece like, of candy out of it yeah an example of their versatility like yeah. you said we've seen like their americana by this point we've seen that they could do uh some reggae influences some yeah. roots rock we've seen that they can rap and then they pull uh, out a folks cover of an electronica they, song. And they can cover an electronica yeah. song. So that, that really Dancy shows versatility. And I, I love it. And you guys, if you're listening, keep that in your right. set. That is such a bonus. Honestly, I was surprised that more people weren't into it. Yeah, I was about I to say, sure if they don't on. like the song or they don't know it. And Mike Snow. But I was like, like, this is exciting. That's that's like a Williamsburg kind of band, Mike Snow. And like people I there know. definitely were not. We were, I would Maybe say... Maybe they all drove down from Ulster County. Could be, yeah. I'd say a third of the crowd knew it. That's not, um, uh, you know, a uh, quick digression here. Probably the best moment in a concert where it's like a cover that, I'm, that I don't think anybody else got, but I did, was I got to see Bronze Raider return, uh, I think like last November or something. It's been a while. But anyway, they pulled out a cover of a fucking Ratatat song, and I thought it was like the coolest thing. They played Cream on Chrome towards the end of their set, and I pretty sure i was the only one in the crowd that got it because i straight up stepped back went holy shit they're about to do ratatat here and i look around and i'm like do you, do you guys understand they're, they're about to do ratatat like that's awesome this this i uh, you know folk rock basically kind of band yeah. uh, they pulled out this great cover of you know a an instrumental song b this band from new york that people should know like i'm always almost annoyed when i'm like you don't know who yeah. the fuck ratatat is but maybe that's me being a music nerd but. Um, yeah, no, that it is, it is, it is cool when th- when that happens, and and I actually do prefer it. Like, sure, there's a coolness factor when you're the only guy in the room that knew it, but I, yeah. I, I far prefer the camaraderie right. of everyone in the room knowing or it, or turn it, being able to turn to anybody else and, and be like, like oh, you, this you, is great. How and cool was that? And like, you guys this is really cool. Right? Yeah, yeah. Do you guys like, understand? No one <laughs> in my immediate vicinity was looking back at me like, yeah, Mike Snow. Uh, that's okay, guys. Keep it. Keep it in, yeah. Don't, yeah. Keep doing it. Anyway, okay. So, um, not to to go off too much on a tangent. The next song, okay. So here's an, another example of versatility. This is where they said, "Hey, guess what? We can actually do straight up bluegrass." And right. They did. Which and is funny because I they had a moment earlier uh, where they were pulling out like a, a bluegrass sound, and I posted on the Instagram, "Oh, it's these guys showing their bluegrass chops." And then they specifically said later on in the set, like, "Now we're gonna play a group bluegrass song for you." Right. I think they re- they reposted that. They regrant me on that too. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks yeah. for doing that. Um. All right. So then, uh, for that, they also brought on um. They brought on their their percussionist from the back and brought him to the front to play the spoons, which I thought was pretty neat. That's not an easy thing to do. And listen, I'm not a great 
uh, assessor of, you know, who's a great spoons player. Right. <laughs> I, I thought that was really good. Now, you know, I spoke to a percussionist in the audience. I'll get to him later. But he was like, you know, yeah, you know, it's all right or whatever. I'm like, I don't know. What is all right? Like, to me, like, all right would be like holding two spoons, though, and just clanking them together. Right, right. <laughs> you know, real fast. I thought this was like pretty impressive, but again, like it's it's not a, a f- an instrument that I'm particularly versed in, so I can't say whether it was good or bad. But I thought it was really cool. You never see anybody under 85 years old doing right. it. <laughs> so I was I was just happy that they introduced that. I hope they keep that in the set. Uh, then their tenth song, some more Bob Dylan. Mm, I mean, listen. When I say this, what I mean is. Uh, Gorgie McGorgeous and uh, Austin took the lead on this song. Um, then the 11th song, some pretty harmonies. Okay, so then there was some great soloing at the end, I will say. I, I Fortunately, at that point, I was getting drinks in preparation for our headliner. I'm sorry that I did that, but we needed drinks, mm. and I wanted to beat the crowd. But I heard it, and... Uh, I thought you guys did a great job. Like, honestly, I just hope they stick with it. Like, yeah. they're really fun. They're really entertaining. They'd be so great at these, like, you know, bluegrass barbecue and bourbon festivals. Sure, like outdoor whatever, festivals you know, and all that stuff. Yeah, they'd be a big hit there. Yeah. It would be really great for those sort of outdoor. Like, this is also a, a BAM that's, like, not controversial. So, they'd be very family-friendly. Right. So, they would be great for something like that. I'm not saying that they should just play street fairs for the rest of their life. Not saying Yeah, that. right, right. But I'm just saying it is the kind of thing that would be perfect for like a, f- a, a festival like I, I honestly like i almost feel like it, it feels more like daytime music to me to be quite honest mm. like i could really get down to it I enjoy could. it at a park i yeah, think older yeah. people would really like it you know older people don't really go out at night um for the most part and uh that would be something that they could really appreciate and throw their money at so good stuff guys uh, all right, so then there was uh, the break. We had some more venue music, uh, which was more Bob Dylan, Kill Me. Um, and then it's about time for our headliner to go on. By now, the room is very full, and I'm very pleased with that. I am yeah. very pleased to see that. I'm surprised really it filled up quite like that quick. It was really like you turn around and all of yeah. a sudden. Now, this is um, the uh, – oh, okay, so I'm introing this with their song Weekend. Um I want to uh, add here, this is the fourth, uh, this is very weird for me because I don't normally do this, like repeat um, visits to a band more than like once or twice at the most in a year, usually once every few years. This is the fourth time I've seen this band in less than a year. (laughs) And a lot of it is like circumstantial, a lot of it is like it's the kind of band that like not only... Was it a band was like, I know you guys will love this, but a lot of my friends have sort of like aged out of nighttime fun. Um, But this is an exception because this is the kind of thing that's like um, the first uh, time I saw them was at City Winery, which is like this very sort of uh, classy environment uh, where you have very nice glasses of wine and pay like $16 a pop for the privilege, (laughs) dress up, look real nice. Um, uh, The second time I saw them was at Rockwood Music Hall where I bought Mary a hot toddy because she was not feeling well. 
I don't know. She probably doesn't remember that. But and then the third time again was at City Winery with James. So mm. at this point, I had seen them twice. And I was like, you got to see this. James is always down for a show. The first two times, yeah, it was a matter of like, this is the kind of music that I can get like anybody of any age into and that's probably why i've seen them so much because every time i've gone i was not alone it was me like being like you would like this the first time you saw them they were an opener right no 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 i thought they opened for like lucius or oh no you want them to open for lucius yeah (laughs) i no. the first time i saw them i remember it was a band called bandits on the run that opened for them okay i don't remember honestly their openers the second and third times to be quite honest uh no but yeah i'll get into this but yes if i if i were to pair this band with another band i would love it seems like a stretch because the styles are very different, but I actually feel. Listen, if Lucius could open for Jackson Brown, which there's, I don't even know how yeah, that happened. That's weird. This band could definitely open up for Lucius. Like there's a there's far more common ground there, and it's not just like female harmonies. Like I understand, I understand that Lucius is more like the Motown, you know, girl group sound, but they also dive into like some classic country sound. Sure, sure, sure. And sure. so does Upstate. Yeah. So that and so that's why I feel like if Upstate could flesh out the band a little bit more with a bit more of a budget, um, absolutely they could open for Lucius. But anyway, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves again. Um, I have seen them four times uh, now, and I love them. Let's talk about the band. So the band uh, we're talking about Upstate, which is from Upstate New York. Uh, you know, always nice to know they met in New Paltz, so that's the old Hudson Valley. And you know, quick aside there, that's uh, I'm eight four five, born and raised. So it was it, the part of the reason I was so interested is because it was just kind of nice to hear that anybody from talent came out of like the part of the of the world where I grew up in. Um, so shout out to you guys and thanks for thanks for giving me some hope. Uh, the main part of the band is Melanie Glenn, Mary Kenny, Allison Olander as the singers and occasional guitarists as well. And that's really the core of the band. Uh, all three take up singing duties. Uh, all three have songs where they lead and uh, all three have songs where they, they harmonize. Sometimes they'll switch back and forth. It's, it's really something um, if you like any kind of uh, music with a lot of harmonies in it, these guys are, the, uh, are really something to listen to. Um, we have Harry D'Agostino on bass, uh, Dean Mahoney on Cajon, which for those who don't know, that's sort of this percussionist box that you sit on and you lean back and on it and, and you tap away basically as, as the drummer. And um, I, I'm describing that horrendously, but it's not something that you see very often, which is neat. Um, and then we have Greg Blair on the saxophone and... No? The mandolin, the mandolin player. Yes. He's new. I don't yes, know his name. I looked on Instagram. I looked around. I don't see it. I apologize, sir. Yeah, couldn't find talk. him. We're going to talk about you, though. Yeah. So anyway, again, this is uh, an Americana band, which, like I said earlier, is a sort of mixture of all these sort of traditional um, American music right. uh, styles. Okay, but yeah, but Americana is basically this, this mix with, you know, you got your full country blues so they're kind of bringing all of these uh, American traditional acoustic, basically, music all together. And certain songs are folksier than others, and certain songs are bluesier than others. And they got a nice uh, sprinkling of jazz in there, too. And, yep. uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. These guys yeah. sound like they, 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 I don't know. Maybe they, I don't know what their majors were, but like 
jazz uh, vocal performance wouldn't surprise right, me. for sure. All Any of them would do that. And, you know, uh, I think I've said it before to you specifically. Any of those three girls could be, you know, front womaning their own act. And, sure. You know, thankfully, they've decided to all work together because it's really something special. Yeah. Um, so uh, from the get go. So we were on the left side of the stage. And I noticed the sax case. I was really pleased to see that. That meant that uh, Greg Blair was present. I only say that because I don't remember how many, I guess maybe it was just one time where he was not there. And it's just not the same without mm-hmm. him, quite honestly. He, he fleshes out a lot. If you listen to the recorded tracks, like it, it's just so much more uh, hashed out and a richer sound when he's present. So it was really glad to, to see he was there. Um, okay, so like I said, uh, the last time that I saw them, I believe, was at City Winery, where I was drinking $16 glasses of wine. Now I'm drinking $4 Miller Lite. So it just, nice. goes, just goes to show kind of like the, the variety they can span. They're the kind, of, the kind of band that you can go and dress up and see and be fancy and is sort of like uh, m- muted, very uh, adult, almost a bit more formal environment. I remember I was sitting in a chair, mm. right? But then it's also... Uh, throw uh, on the your kind of band that throw on your flannel and go down to the nitty gritty. Uh, kni- Stop saying that. <laughs> knit- knitting factory, uh, you know, and uh, the music translates there well too. So it just it's just a testament to their versatility. Um, there's an older lady that pulled up a chair behind me um, uh, shortly after the set started. So I was like, she must be related to someone because that doesn't happen. And as um, it turns out, yeah. Uh, we'll get to that though, but um, yeah, that sitting in the chair didn't last long. Uh, anyway, um, new mandolin player I noticed, and I was like, "Oh, where's that?" And then James reminded me, he's like, "Oh, well, the other guy is not with the band anymore." I'm mm-hmm. like, "I guess I missed that on Instagram." So I don't know who who this guy is. Uh, very Dunder Mifflin sort of vibe to him, but um, I was like, "Okay, let's let's see. Show me what you got." Rick and Morty reference. Anyway, um, th- okay, so we're going to go through this set list, but I, I just want to put something out there for anyone who's listening that does have a band. Um, especially if you're a headliner, it really, really is super, super helpful if you do put your set lists on setlist.fm. Right. And this is why is like, listen, I could have asked for the set list, sure, but everyone wants the original, and I only saw one on the stage. I'm sure some fan that was standing right there got it. So that would have been hit or miss, and then you gotta, like, chase the person down from, you know, that did get it, and Mm, can I get a picture, and all of that. So you know, like, what songs were played, like, as you were keeping track, like, oh, I really like that one, or whatever. It's super helpful for people if they're looking back to know what you played, or, like, to get an idea of what they might expect to hear from right. one of your prior shows, like please, please, please do this. I mean, I don't know. Um, maybe that's something managers usually do or something like that. Um, but in any case, I I really wish we had had a set list. I'm going by uh, to the best of my knowledge. It, it's it it is it's really helpful. Uh, but I I know I probably screwed up some of these song titles and or missed a song like i'm like i know i heard that song but i don't have a note here as to when it happened so this is the best we can do yeah anyway, we tried to piece it together we by really recordings did and we were like listening to yeah. the recordings we had and then like, we were like the okay we were saying, they're oh, not gonna have the set title. list up so let's try and take uh i tried to take a note of a lyric that i remember from right. every single song so we sat for like an hour like right okay the fourth song they said this oh that should right, be right. this yeah. one do you and think these it's are, this one 
yeah these are songs that i'm familiar with but i don't necessarily know oh this is the name of that i'll know the song lyrics but i won't necessarily know the song title or or the album it came off of so we did our best i think we did all right anyway first song is a really strong opening uh beautiful harmonies and i will say this is the kind of thing that i haven't always liked is like three women harmonizing perfectly i remember wilson phillips used to do it and it would really irritate me they sounded like a group of buzzing bees my mother used to say just buzzing bees flipping their hair around right but this doesn't really happen with this group because they tend to um they tend to deviate from those harmonies they don't like the thing about wilson phillips the thing about them is they really stuck to these like harmonies and like maybe someone would solo but like the the, the these girls it's different it's it's uh the harmonies would be a little bit more unexpected mm. it's not like the sort of one and then it's a, a jazz third up there. and then a third up you know yeah. what i mean They're, they do different kinds of stuff sure so it it's and good they all have that. distinct voices like they do all of have their distinct all three voices. of their voices definitely have a different listen long timbre, enough timbre to them if uh to use a fucking Timber. Dumb music yeah. timber, whatever the hell it's called. So definitely, like they have a different sound. One is like more warm. The other one is maybe a little raspier. You know, yeah. that sort of raspy rock and roll kind of sound to them. So when you blend them all together, and you're right, they don't always do the perfect choir girl harmony to go along with it. Which just, I pre- it makes I it prefer better. It. Yeah, I I, pref- I prefer their uh, the the variations in their voice. Um, so, you know, so we got a nice taste of that in their first song. Um, the second song they did was, uh, a song called Old Advice, which is off of the 2015 album, uh, of A Remedy. Um, I, I just, I love this song. I love the breakdown at the end. It's just like a cool, I don't know, just like folksy, but also kind of jazzy, almost like as if, I don't know, the Andrews sisters just kind of let loose. <laughs> okay. It's a good way to put it. You know, and they play with volume and stuff like that. Like, what the Andrews sisters probably wish they could do if there wasn't some, you know, old crusty dude in a studio, like, telling them, sound like this. Right. You know, they were like the Rockettes of vocals. You know what I'm saying? Everything was very matchy-matchy. Um, but these girls really play around with volume and this sort of thing. And, and y- dy- levels, I should say, dynamics. Uh, I, I really love that. And they'll bring it down, and you think a song is over, and then they'll bring it back up. I like it. They take you on a, on a little journey. On um, the third song, I, I'm not sure if this was its own song, if it was just an intro. We just I know we had some nice sax stuff right here. Mm. If this is a standalone song, I don't know it, but I what I do remember is all the girls in the band dropped it real low. Real low. Oh, yeah. They got real low. Oh, didn't Melanie actually, like, get, literally end up on her back, and then yep. her feet were in the air, and yep. she may have almost knocked over a microphone? Yep. She did not She did knock over a microphone, actually, yeah. Uh. There, there was a save, though. Yeah. There was a save. They were getting into it. They were having a lot of fun. And really that's into, that's yeah. something to be said. You know, um, take a risk. Sometimes yeah. you fuck up. Yeah. You know, it's fun to see. Because it's like it's, the thing it's is. The, it's best, the best live bands are the ones that look like they're having as much, if not yeah. more fun, than the people in the crowd. And this is a band that looks like they're having as much, if not more fun, than the people in the crowd. You know? Because if you think about it, these girls, like, have the kind of sound that, like, if they were invited to the White House or something or some sort mm. of dignified event. They absolutely could do it, but um, that's why I like the fact that there is that surprise of like, oh yeah, actually we're a bit loosey goosey sure. at times too, and and kind of like making mistakes and that kind of thing. It's it's neat. It's sort of like you know that perfectly quaffed librarian or whatever with the bun in her hair, and she like you know undoes yeah. it, and takes her glasses off, and starts ripping tequila shots. You know with what I'm saying? Shakes her <laughs> hair out. It's kind of like that. You know, it's a neat contrast. 
the the next song was Weekend. Ah, oh, just I really love this song. I've always loved it. It's just basically it's real, about having yeah. a crush on someone and being and going out. And I like the lyrics too. It's you know like I, I just want to take you out for the weekend. And then something like, but just know that I have to work in the morning. Right, right, right. Also, like we're having a good time, but also you know I'm I'm responsible. Yeah. Um, which is like the perfect sort of like metaphor for this band if you really think about it. Sure, like sure. Good times and fun, but also you know. Yeah, you're not gonna, you're not railing lines of coke in the bathroom with these guys. If, you're uh, enjoying some wine and having a good night, and then you know everybody says good night at, at one thirty yeah. in the morning. Yeah, they managed to like <laughs> they managed to be like goofy and silly and take risks in a cl- in a classy way. Sure. I can't really describe it. It's just a very cool balance that they have going on in, in this song. Again, it was like again I got those callbacks to the Andrews sisters, yeah. but an Andrews sisters uh, trio that that really let loose. Yeah, and that's and off the new time. album Healing. By yeah. the way, let's throw that out there that they just dropped that this year. At this point, we got the New Paul's shout out. I think someone from the crowd yelled it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you know, like I mentioned before, this band met at New Paul's. So, and uh, the last time I saw them, the same thing happened where they're going, "Oh, there's a lot of people here that I know because you know we went to college with you and you and you're from New Paul's and you're from New Paul's." So that's that's kind of nice that uh, you know I guess I guess your people show up uh, for for their people. By and by your people, I mean. He means that I I also went to New Paltz. So you know, um, that's long just before to say, these girls. <laughs> <laughs> that's just to but say it's there. like there is. It's kind of nice to have like a an, an separate connection to a band. You know, it's like the college that you went yeah. to. They're from from the area that I grew up, and I know because uh, I was talking to um, which we briefly mentioned, uh, and we'll, we will say more of. I was talking to a relative of one of the uh, band members, specifically the Kijan player Dean. Um, it was his sister and. They're from I forget the name of the town, but it's uh, it's from like right next to where I grew up. So at least okay. at least he was from the area too. So it's just kind of nice to know, like I said, that somebody yeah. from where I grew up is uh, actually has talent. So people who are from uh, New Paltz are very excited, or went to New Paltz are very excited to let you. Know. It's not quite like Penn State levels yeah. of excitement, but people are usually pretty excited to be like, "Yep, went there, from there, whatever." Uh, so so that happened. The next song that we heard was uh, Young. Uh, this song is sort of like, to me, you know, again, a lot of these lyrics aren't posted online, so it's sort of just what I'm gathering from what I hear, but right. it seems like sort of like a struggling with your identity and fitting in and maybe even reinventing yourself. Um this one is uh, again one of these ones crowd. where they play with the with the levels. Mm. Uh, yeah, it is. It is. It is good thematically for you know someone who is, yeah. Of a, a in and or fresh age. out or, of college or, or in a midlife crisis. Sure, yeah, why not? Right, I mean, you know, successful music. Right, yeah. you 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 find yourself suddenly divorced and your hairline's receding or your boobs are sagging. Hey, whoa, stop staring at me when you're talking about hairline receding. I'm just right? looking <laughs> at you. I also looked at you and said boobs are sagging. Are your boobs sagging? Yeah, the, the term is moobs. Been kind of. Oh no! <laughs> oh dear! Oh, oh I didn't father. even know that. I'm Moves? sorry. That was not no. That you have them. No, I don't. Oh, okay. I, but anyway, I the hit the gym, p- homie. The point was, um, y- you know, it's it is it's sort of about, about transitioning and in, in terms of shaping who you are. And I really like this one a lot. Um, uh, Mary uh, solos on this one. 
Uh, Hell of a voice. Yeah, and then Melanie solos on this one. Then she removed her white blazer, which she's uh, she often wears at shows, but it was kind of nice to see it come off. Yeah. Not that I don't like the blazer. I just happen to like what's under it. Hell yeah. We had some mandolin music um, from, I'm Dunder Mifflin, because I, I, don't, I don't know your yep. name. Still haven't got but your good, name, sorry, you know, this is a new mandolin, this is a new guy, and you know what? Great replacement. Good casting. Good whatever, whatever they call that yeah. in bands. Good, good choice, good, I guess. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, okay, so then we, oh, oh, okay, and so now now we're going to get there. This is when that happened. This guy was on, and there was this guy with, like, this big old grin behind me cheering it. And Calling I was like, people's names. And I was like, I kn- first I thought, okay, so Allison was the c- vocalist closest to us, and she mm. kept looking towards the, my direction, and I was like, with like smile she's and not wave. looking at me. Like, yeah. Why would she? Yeah. She doesn't remember me. I was like, who does? And then I look behind me again, and I I see this guy. He's like jumping around with a big smile. I was like, that looks like the first mandolinist, like the one I've seen. I was like, it couldn't be because mm-hmm. you know people always look so much bigger on stage than they do in life because yeah. they're just like above you. And uh, I look at James, and, <laughs> and I'm kind of looking back behind. I'm like, I don't know if it's that. And she was like, "Well, don't bother him." No, 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 no. Don't make me show. don't make me sound like a fucking curmudgeon. All right. No, she goes, "Is that the old mandolin player?" I turn around quickly and go, "Oh yeah, I think so." And then she like starts. She keeps looking at him, looking at him, Just, like, and then like Dwight. turns to like halfway through a song to go bother this guy. No, I didn't. I didn't. That's not what happened. You kept looking away, and I saw you were about to turn to go ask him, and I go, "Give it a minute. Like, let the song finish at least." No, it was. And Mars making me sound like I'm a curmudgeonly old man. Like, let him let him enjoy himself. No, it's like I don't. Was just... Don't be that guy that's striking up a conversation halfway through a song. I was just looking in his direction and we made eye contact and I said loudly enough to you, is that, and then the guy overheard yeah, he me heard it. Yeah. and he looked back and he's like, yes, I'm him. I'm yeah. like, I knew it. I knew it. And that's why she's looking over here. It has nothing to do with me. <laughs> this makes sense. Um, so it was really cool to see like a former band member turn out and support. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so then uh, the next song was the song "No Slack." This is also os- off of a remedy. This is a, this is a new pulled song in that it is about it being a, a pretty small town where everyone knows everyone and people know your business and that kind of thing. And, and as ha- someone having lived there, there's only so many places to go out. So if there was someone that you were pri- uh, previously involved with, yeah, you're, you're going to see him you're again. You're going to run into them. Is this uh, the one where she, she goes, like specifically, this song's about new bolts? I don't know if she said it this time, but she said she it She did fast. say it this time, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because um, th- th- this song has that lyric, this town ain't big enough for the two. Great song, and you got you got to hear it live because then they do this longer kind of harmonic breakdown at the end with the three girls singing that. But anyway, she's got the this nice little uh, moment there where she'll throw out like this song's about New Paltz, by the way. And I remember last time I saw her, she she also said something like, uh, "Yeah, this guy was a real shithead." And then at the end of yeah. it, she goes, "It's all right, we eventually made up though." <laughs> so it was funny. Like clearly, it's it's definitely like an angry Allison song. Allison wrote this one. I think so. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely an angrier song, but sh- like with uh, a like a sense of humor with it. You know, that's the thing is what's what's so cool about it is like it starts off as this sort of like 
in your face, almost like poppy, wall of sound, matter of fact, like now we know you like to get around. You know what I mean? And uh, and it has these really cool key changes yeah. in it, yeah, which yeah, you yeah. don't often hear. And that's why it really can't be a pop song because people would just be too confused. Right, you have right. to actually use your brain to, to listen to this song. But um, the key changes in it, actually, I, I love that. You know what I'm saying? Like, not everything has to be, like, hyper accessible for mm. me, like their song Marietta, which happens later in this set. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it starts off, like, very brash and ballsy, and then it gets really quiet to almost where it feels, like, threatening. Mm-hmm. So they're like, mm. this town ain't big enough. The yeah, because it's just like, kind of swelling up with happen? this lyric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh damn! If that it's were really me, something to see live. I would yeah. trap my ass over to Rosendale, <laughs> <laughs> even though there's not shit going on over there, just to get the hell out of New Paltz. Well, I think they have a, I don't know, a bar maybe. I don't know. I haven't been there in a long time. The joke is that it's a much smaller town with nothing going on next to New Paltz. Uh, anyway, so that song the at the end finishes out after, um, after what seems almost as if, uh, these ladies have banished the subject of this song from New Paltz. Mm. It's like, just to finish it out, there's some soloing. This is what I was singing before. It's always sticks in my brain. I love it so much. Mary soloing. She's like, don't you ever come back? And the girls are like backing her mm. up mm. with these like pretty oohs or whatever. So j- just to make sure, you know. Yeah. Get the fuck out. Don't let the, the door hit your ass on the way out. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. s- and stay out. Just to be clear, you cannot be here. I love it. It's such an empowering song. It's fucking great. Um, the next song that we had, I'm pretty sure, is I'll Be Fine. Uh, this is a song that uh, I believe Allison wrote uh, during some time that she spent in Brooklyn living here. Um, I'm not exactly sure what it's about, but I guess it's just maybe about frustration living in a new place yeah. and, and, and adjusting. And she, she mentioned the whole thing of like, yeah, still figuring yourself out and right, adjusting. I believe she specifically said those words too. Right. But it's just like a song about figuring yourself out. You're somewhere new. You're trying to understand who you are, one of those. So. Yeah. This is, a, this is a concert staple for them. I mean, like I know, but listen, four shows. Four shows, right, right. right. You know, I've heard it every time. This is the one that makes me think that, you know, I hate hate to put it this way. I'm just going to say it's this is a song that strikes me. The point strikes me that Allison could be a solo artist in that she is very accessible. She has a very accessible look and but a unique a unique look that is that stands out that you can't miss, but also accessible uh, and a personality that is unique but accessible, and a sound that I just feel like translates really well to pop radio. That being said, that doesn't mean I want her to be a, a right. solo artist. Please. Not at least for another 15 years, like when she's like hit middle age. You know what I mean? It's time to do that. Because I really do love this band together. I love what they create together. Um, well, it's like I said, all three of them could be front woman i think they could but in terms of her just being like a soloist it this this song just particularly strikes me as like she's someone that could be like very famous on her own for a, a number of reasons all of which really show up in this song in terms of 
her voice and it isn't I'm not saying she's necessarily like the best singer of the group or anything like that I'm just saying that her voice just translates really well to the mainstream and as does her look as does her personality as does her songwriting style this is my opinion but it's just something that you know came to me and it doesn't mean that I don't think the other two could also be solo artists it's just that for whatever reason whenever this song gets played it, it really like seems to just hit me like a bolt of lightning to where I feel like Oh my gosh, it's like it is like watching this solo act. Um and and of course be- because the 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 focus is on her at that moment, I I can't help but notice that uh at least tonight she's kind of the uh, embodiment of my time at New Paltz, <laughs> which is very fitting. Yeah. Uh the the jeans, the Doc, 90s jeans. The 90s yeah. jeans, the Doc Martens, the carelessly dyed hair, like all of it, girl, like she just makes me like feel so nostalgic. Yeah. This like nineties look that she has, but Brings like you back to English two oh one. Right, but then <laughs> she has this two thousand nineteen mixed with this nineteen fifty nine so a sound I, I don't know. I, I, I just I'm I'm taken with our this is like the most the most Americana slash country that it, this song is like meant for the desert. The right, song, right. Um, I'll be fine. It's a real beauty. Oh, and this, this is the one that Mary does the bird calling on. Yes, <laughs> I love that. Yes, I love you. Know, where when was the last time you went to a show where anyone bird called, much less someone under eighty years old that was also a woman? You know. Yeah, it's pretty rare. You know what I mean? Now at this point, oh, like I was. Grandma was out of that chair. She mm-hmm. might it might have happened earlier, but I was like, that's not gonna last. Like this is gonna energize her, especially since she's okay. So it turns out that grandma was actually a grandma to the percussionist who's right in front of us, uh, who's his energy is so infectious. I got I got some pretty good pictures of him just pounding away at the what Cajon? Is that how you say? Cajon, yeah. Um, I believe is the right way to. I don't know that. how. Yeah, you you couldn't sit down just just from him alone. That the, the sheer energy of his performance, and then add that to what everyone else is bringing on stage. So, um, um, okay, the next song might have been who knows. I, I know I've heard them play this song. Yeah. Just listening back to it on Spotify, but I can't remember exactly where happened the set. It may have happened at this point, but that's a really nice one. And and this is one of those songs that reminds me of one of those like sort of like. Oh, I don't know, like uh, truck stop, like roadhouse type songs that Lucius might do. Sure, you know what I yeah. mean. This that song really reminds me of uh, of that kind of thing, like a throwback to like that sound. I don't know. All I can think about is like Route sixty six or something mm. like that. You know, just some random honky tonk shack or whatever bar that's that truckers go to and these girls sing at it and uh it's a it's it's a beautiful a beautiful song um it could make a truck driver a hardened truck driver tear up um we had some uh new shit from um melanie on guitar i don't again i'm sorry i don't know what the name of the song was and i couldn't find it it's a ballad May have been for naught, may not be on an album yet mm. for all I know. But again, we had some really nice uh, sax soling here by Greg, uh, which uh, is always a pleasure to hear. Then there was uh, Going Gone, which is a song about heartbreak. This is just one of those one that illustrates that really unique sing-along driving quality they have. Everyone can kind of sing along and get into this that knows the music. Again, like... Would this song make pop radio? I mean, I'd be more inclined to think it would make country radio. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Before it would make, like, you know, freaking, what is the pop station here? KTU? Like, that's kind of hard to imagine. But um, 
that's that was that's a really nice one. Oh, you know what? I was thinking too that sort of that driving quality that sing along to it's like the Tom Petty kind of had that. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Kind of reminded me of not that they. They would have done a lot better, like. 40 years ago right, not that way. exactly yeah. when yeah. that kind of music was more popular when like that yeah. sort of rootsy stuff I hate the term even in the I 90s I hate the term dead genre I think it's stupid but you know they are one of those bands that are just like they're they're not they're not in a popular genre right now no they're really not yeah. you would need to have so what I was saying about uh, my little joke about Colin earlier is like the thing is is that you know like we've said before most people are basic mm. most people fall into trends and certain types of music become popular based Based on some sort of like popular uh, film thing, right, whatever's right, going right. on, all of a sudden, you know, Stranger Things comes out, and now everyone's into synth. You right, know what I'm saying? Right, like right. that kind of thing. So, if you were to have some like ginormously popular movie, uh, yeah, like that features folk singers in Americana, but or so, at least that kind of music. So, an you know. up- updated version. Of like, oh brother, where art thou? Yeah. If you with had this something kind of like music, that, and then all of a sudden, with uh, young, sexy actors that people know, fuck it, throw Ariana Grande in there ugh. and let her do that kind of track. But what I'm seeing is that in order for a genre, I think, to make a resurgence like that, it's almost like you need some sort of like pop culture phenomenon, some yeah. sort of uh, a trilogy of films or a popular Netflix show or something that has the kind of theme mm. where this kind of music could be featured. And if that happened, that would be like the resurgence of the genre. Because remember like kind of how when like Twilight was really big, there was a resurgence of that sort of like evanescence sort of like... Unfortunately, yeah. But do you know yes. what I'm saying? Like that's how genres <laughs> become popular. Is like that. Yeah, that's when that sort I of. Do like, you recall I was in high school and lived sort of through like, all that uh, shit? Wh- whining sort of like fake metal became popular. But like if you, I, I think we're actually due for like a something like that, I like a new genre. We are. Up. I think we're due for like an Americana, like out on the road, whatever Midwestern themed fucking fantasy movie mm. do you know what i'm saying that like maybe well, like, pulls it, pulls from go. mythology like oh brother where art thou kind of did but they got that american gods thing but i, I don't know if it would really work i, I guess we, it wasn't that good anyway so. i think we need we need to have something that like takes place and like freaking alabama or yeah. something like that you know out in the desert not like something like breaking bad that's dark something right. that has a uh, a lightness and a, a, a nostalgia to it and uh, you know a whole lot of emotion and like this and is there you go and then, simple people yeah. have a whole story about it i don't know um Anyway, that's that's how I the think Hudson Valley can plan it. Something like that. I almost think that the Hudson Valley is too developed. I feel like it would have to be. No, I'm saying like this nowhere. band from the Hudson Valley would be. Would oh be yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, it. so that's the thing is is that um, I, I don't I don't know how else the the genre could make a, a resurgence unless there was some sort of like popular trend that really like grabbed into that that uh, vibe and and pulled it up. No, you never know. And I hope it happens. Um anyway, so after that one we had uh, Marietta and this is I believe That's their the biggest right hit. There. That's the yeah. first song I ever heard them uh, do on Spotify. Yeah. And it's fun. And this is an accessible song and this is the kind of song that I think could maybe hit pop radio. Um, of all of theirs, I guess. If there's yeah, like I would say probably. Cro- if con- yeah. if country crossover radio. I don't know if that even exists. I think just there's just country radio and there's some crossover shit on there. Oh, yeah, but that I Old Town Road. Th- yeah, but you know why. Yeah, right. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, um, this is... Could you imagine, like... No, it wouldn't really work. 
I was thinking of uh, Orville Peck. And no, he's too weird. For, too weird. For, but he should be a part of that. Maybe this there is a go. resurgence of uh, this country folk Americana yeah. traditional American music yeah. thing. Like if this guy makes a movie, there they, you go. There it is. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Bring the Punch Brothers on too. Yeah. They they're long overdue for more recognition. So it's funny because um, like oh, Marietta. Tall, tall trees. Yeah, we're yeah. just gonna make this a whole thing. I'm gonna reach out. Orville yeah. Peck. It seems like he's the weirdo that's like sort of like front and center that would be likely to take on something like this. Yeah. It doesn't even have to be set. In, we could call it maybe not Americana, but we just can because he's Canadian. Does Canada have like an equivalent? Like no, can, they take can, everything Cana- from us. Canadiana. Canadiana. Where did their country music? The, country I mean, music came from here, and yeah, Canada stole it. Yeah. Because I thought maybe like Canada had. I have don't know of any its own origin of any story. Like I don't know Canadian, about Canadian country, music. country or folksy tradition there. Yeah, you know? well, I'm gonna look into that. Cause that'd be That's interesting. Pretty good indie uh, bands. Any time I can talk about Orville. Uh, pretty pretty tragic Orville pop stars too. <laughs> yeah. By tragic, I mean super shitty. Like why the fuck? Why would you give us Justin Bieber, Canada? Fuck you. Oh boy. <laughs> Here we go. Well, they gave us Alanis Morissette. That's that fair. Um. Okay. So then the the girls left, and then we had. The uh, four guys in the band, which again, uh, sax, bass, mandolin, and percussion, um, all go up to the front to sing together. And uh, our king took of two de- songs. Our yep. king of decorum over here just starts shouting X Y X Y, which was not embarrassing at I all. I got a couple chuckles around me, and that's the important part. Um. Anyway, um, again, uh, more featuring of the the, the new uh, mandolin player. Uh, quite good. Um. I like this set, but I mean, I I did. Uh, I have to be honest with you. Uh, I'm enamored with the girls. Um, that's where my heart lies in terms of this band. The, the, don't get me wrong. Like, after you've heard me fawn over uh, Greg, um, I'm so bad at remembering last names. I'm just gonna say Greg. Uh, no, I guess I can't deal with that. Greg Blair. Um, these guys are super important and instrumental to the band. The band doesn't exist without them. But for me, uh, well, I the really centerpiece is the girls. Th- they are the centerpiece. The, the, it, yeah. That's that. That's that's the truth. So to certain have certain bands be- are guitar bands, certain bands are piano bands. Right. This band is a, a vocal. Right. Like listen, band. the Ben Folds Five, which was actually like three people. Like of course those guys were fucking amazing. The yeah. drummer and the bassist on that. But you know, you for ben, ben, is, ben was yeah. yeah. It's just. Ben is is front and center. Ben is the guy, and they these girls are like the equivalent to that. So, that being said, I was like, this is this is good. Uh, when are the girls coming back? Well, they did a second song, and this is where uh, Dean took over on the vocals. Uh, I think the song may have been called "Party in the Backyard." Um, yeah, I know that's the lyric that I that I got from them, but I haven't really been able to find anything on it. So. This, yeah, I haven't found anything on it. I don't know if this is an official Upstate song or a cover of something that I don't know. I haven't had a chance to, to look into that. I'm like, listen, this is good, and and uh, you know, out of all of the band members that are not the the three women, um, I'm gonna say. Dean has uh, Dean wins on stage presence. He 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 just does. Um, yeah, hundred percent. He Without he has so much energy and so much charisma, and I I really liked uh, him doing the vocals on this. Uh, he really brings it. But 
you know, it, and maybe he will have a solo project of his own someday. Yeah, who knows? At the end of the day, for me, Upstate, it's about the ladies. I'm sorry. Um, so while I did enjoy that that section, especially at my vantage point and watching this guy fucking pound it, uh, I was happy when the girls came back. I feel like I'm being disrespectful or, or dismissive of, of that section of the show, and I really don't mean to be, but it's just... I just like having the girls there. I, I don't know what to say. I don't think that they should cut this part of the set, but maybe ch- ch- shorten it. I thought it was fine. Yeah. I think All be, right. Think well, you know, I, I, I just it's it's really tough because you know then you like you know meet people after and then then you come on and do the show and you're like oh, I really don't want to you know say anything that isn't gushing but all in all, uh, I lo- I do I love Dean's energy a lot. Great, great guy. Really brings it almost like <laughs> more than he needs to. But yeah, maybe he does need to do it. Maybe he's like, I have a lot in me. Yeah. It's got to come out, yeah. you know, because I'm like, how are you not like on the floor after that performance? Real well. you know? Yeah, I was like, I would be exhausted. But he just he just has a shit ton of energy. That one. Anyway, the girls come back, and this was another song that Melanie wrote, and I believe this was the one about her fiancé. Right. She announced that she had recently gotten engaged. So again, congratulations, Melanie. Congrats. Good, good for you, buddy. We d- um, we don't know the name of the song. Yeah, but it was uh, a sweet we weren't ballad. able to do it. Yeah, it was m- it was like her on acoustic guitar yeah. and the ladies backing her up. Basically, and it was all for her. So and and that goes again. Uh, it's something that we mentioned early on. It's like all three of the ladies will lead at times. All three of the ladies will back the others up at times. So it's like a good variety when you go see them too. Yeah. which is, it's which team, is real neat. They're team players. Yes, hundred percent. Yeah, you know, nobody seems like this they're, isn't like Destiny's Child yeah. where it's like very clear that like Beyonce Beyonce's is the always one. in this. Yeah. I mean, they do always seem to arrange it to where. For whatever reason, Mary is in the center, and I don't know. Yeah, I, I could be, I could be wrong, but I feel like that. But it has nothing to do with any kind of hierarchy. There yeah. isn't one. There really isn't one. And because their voices, and we got into this, and as you know, I feel like we're getting close to the end, so I make sure I don't want to miss this. Just to sort of like run down my impressions of their voices, uh, Melanie's voice strikes me as sort of a light, lilting soprano. Yep. Uh, like a first soprano. She she can. Hit, hit those real high notes. Right. She's sort of a songbird in a way. And um, Mary is kind of like, I would say, it's to me, is more like a maybe a second soprano mm. and more a little bit more jazzy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, That's sort of like, smokier um, or alto voice, yeah. Right. Yeah. But then... But then I'm um, always enamored by. Then Allison seems to have, like, the, the, the lowest voice, yeah. I think. To me, she's like... I don't know. What's the smokiest yeah, I was about of to all say, three? Yeah. Uh, um, that's she's me. got that almost gravelly, um, more gravelly rock and roll right, voice, like a more yeah, of a rock yeah. and roll, like folksy, like yeah. down home kind of voice. And that is, that is personally, and this is, this is not a, a good or a bad, but that is the, uh, style that I personally connect to yeah, the most. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's why, I, you know, I always have those sort of like lightning bolt moments when she sings like, oh my God, like imagine if in, you know, a decade she strikes out on her own, but, but that isn't because she's better. It's just, it's just something that her, her qualities really resonate with me. Um, so yeah. And, and, oh, and Mary's the only one who does bird calls. Right. So I, I guess that, that's the real song bird there, right? Now. Um, yeah. So, uh, all very, very different, uh, type voices. And so you, you don't feel like you're just getting three women that just sort of blend in together and only indistinguishable by looks. You can hear it on an album. Mm. Um, 
all right, so anyway, they're singing, and it was funny. I was speaking. I keep coming back to, oh, brother, we're out there. It was funny. I leaned back to, because I felt like I've identified you now, so now I can talk to you in the middle of a set. I leaned back to the uh, guy who used to play me. I don't the band, Ryan Chabelle, and was like, these girls are like, I was like, have you ever seen Oh Brother Where Art Thou? He's like, yeah. I was like, these girls are like, this. have you ever seen this movie? Yeah, of course. They're like the sirens in that movie in right. the water that could like lead me to my death. Right, right, right. And he says to me, oh, you know, actually we used to do Go to Sleep Little Baby on stage. Oh, uh-huh, like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good idea for me because I would just go wherever they told yeah, me. Yeah, it's like, know okay. Saying? So I'll be here. Sure, sure. I'll do what you got to do. Yeah. It's fine. Um, yeah, their voices together, it's just, it's, it's hypnotic. This is why I hope they actually do stay together because of what they create. Um, then they got in the crowd. Wait a minute. No, okay, that happened later. So then they got in the crowd for like a quiet song. Mm. And, um, I do have a recording of that. You're going to hear some bar sounds because a bartender can't like stop working. Yeah, it was kind of funny because somebody shushed him as a joke. But, you know, he has to do his job. But I will say that, you know, everyone in the crowd who does not need to be speaking at that moment was very respectful. Yeah. It was this beautiful, quiet moment that you cool don't have. It was cool we were kind of in the outskirts of where it was because we were front row but all the way yeah. to the they, left. They cleared and our so space and everyone's like circling yeah, around them and we I, look further back. I'm sure you couldn't either because I couldn't and I'm taller than you. I couldn't see a thing that well, was I going on. I sat on the stage so I couldn't. Oh, you did? Oh, I forgot about that. That's you. right. Um, But anyway, at that point, I pretty much just closed my eyes and listened for for it. Yeah. You know. It was really beautiful. It was the kind of thing that, like, sometimes, I don't know if this band is, well, actually, I don't think they're too big for it. They're not any bigger than Wild Adriatic, right? Wild Adriatic did us so far. Oh, yeah. I'd love to see these girls do us so far. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. I would love to to hear them in a sort of quiet environment. I, I mean, I don't know if that's for them. I mean, they seem really busy, but they're touring and everything like that. But it would be neat to just catch them on a real chill, like, smaller uh, acoustic, like, more of that. Sure, I sure. Would lo- I would love to see that. Um, then they got back on stage. Now there's a trumpet player. Uh, I don't think we have his name, though, right? Yeah, they just, they, they did say it. They He's welcomed new. him on, so. And I, I think this is the first time I've seen them with this guy. Yeah. just want to check your, good, okay. Uh, this is the first time I've seen them with this guy, and I was really pleased to see it because I remember thinking, oh, you know, it would really add to this, and not just because I play it, a trumpet player. Mm. Um, so he was a great addition. He had some real hot soloing. Um, again, uh, beautiful harmonies. Can we get them on the bill with Lucius is my note here. <laughs> okay, so then this was the point where the show, uh, just this was not the show didn't end, but it was like the break before what was clearly going to be an encore. Uh, and uh, I get a chance to speak to the woman next to me, and I said, "Oh, you know, is is uh, Dean your son?" She looked kind of younger, and she's like, "No, I'm actually his grandmother." And I was like, "Oh my gosh, why am I must be so proud?" I was like, "Does he get it from you?" She's like, "No, from his father, who was a drummer." And uh, I look behind me and there's this like big jolly guy, you know, filming. And I could see the resemblance in the face for sure. And he was standing there with uh, this other girl who I remember at one point she took a picture. She's his uh, Dean's sister. And I said, uh, oh, my gosh, wow, you're you're a drummer, too. And look what he's doing up there. You must be so proud. And he says this like classic dad dad thing. Total deadpan. Looks us in the face. And he goes, yeah, well, I mean, he's playing a box, so. <laughs> no, that's not all he said. What else did he say? I hear the rest. About an alternate career path? Oh, he goes, yeah, I guess he could have been a gynecologist, though. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, pretty sure, funny. I was like, 
yeah, you know, he's playing a bug. Yeah. Could have been a guy. Could have been a gynecologist. Oh, my goodness. I was Total like, deadpan. Such a dad move. But yeah. you know what, though? I was like, I could tell that he was very proud uh, and that that was just kind of his sense of humor. Um, so, yeah, a really nice family that that, that one's got uh, to come down for the show. And um, anyway, so then they did an encore, which they called dessert. I really like that. I yeah. like the idea of calling encore dessert. Yeah. Um, anyway, so they finished it out with Soft Serve Love, which I believe that's the song title, although I never have seen it on an album, so maybe it is and it has a different name. But yeah, like, I'm not sure. Love, but it's really neat. It's kind of like comparing... Um, love to a delicious ice cream. It also has some really, what? Yeah. It has some really cool key changes. Yeah, well. and they they were they like in the crowd. It up. The, like, the girls got in the crowd for it too as yeah. they were singing along and merry crowd surf. I don't know if you noticed on the uh, uh, Instagram, but like they contacted us because I got a good video of merry yeah. crowd surfing. They contacted us and asked for the video and yeah. he emailed them to it. And Mary actually put it on her own Instagram. So, so if you're on so Mary's Instagram nice. and you see her crowd surfing, yeah. well, you. That was we. That, uh, I'm we the had, artist. I'm the yeah, the James, filmer there. James caught that, which she credited, which is cool. She did credit us, yeah. Uh, but that was apparently something that she'd not done before, so yeah. kind of neat that she finally got to do that. It was it was really cool. I was really happy for her. Um, anyway, so that was the end of the show, and uh, at that point, I think that's when I officially met. I'm sorry, uh, my dear, I do not remember your name. I know you're Dean's sister, and maybe you're listening because I know I kind of. <laughs> told you to listen to <laughs> and us. It was like, here is our Instagram. Uh, but I figured, you know, this is your brother, so you might you might be in, might be interested. Uh, what a sweet person. Her, her and her dad and and, and his grandmother um, uh, took took out time to talk to me, mm. uh, and I and I really really appreciated that. That that that's really meaningful um, to have like that sort of outer perspective to where it's like because you kind of look at these musicians and sometimes it's like it's like a disemp like a detachment or something like you forget like these are people with like families and histories yeah, right, and right, all right. of this and they're not just yeah. like you know just an entertainer on the stage so it's really neat to just sort of uh you know get get a sense of that they were very nice people very nice people mm. and uh at the merch table which uh, sadly closed earlier than yeah, we wanted. Yeah, I was disappointed we in that because I wasn't paying attention, and then yeah. all of a sudden I turn around and it's gone. But and you know they I had wanted to, leave to get eventually, one. Of, but yeah, yeah. We, we we dawdled. I wanted to get one of the vinyls, but which uh, I'm disappointed that I didn't. Well, get we to could do. maybe we could get. I just go online, yeah. But uh, so we met Colin from the Way Down Wanderers, and uh, w- what a sweet guy! Like the that big smile again, and I think I did tell him I was like, "Listen, man, if I ever hit that Powerball, like." I'm I'm coming after you guys. He's like laughing. I'm thinking he's like, right, bitch, but you don't have money now. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be nice Too to bad you. That's not nice. <laughs> yeah. No, I I'm I'm sure he didn't say bitch in his mind. Um but Lady, uh he and, and he offered me a CD. Really, really sweet guy and, and we chatted for a little bit. Yeah, uh, he offered me a CD too, but I don't have anything that would play it. Well, what we'll anymore. do is yeah. uh I will do it and I'll rip it, I guess, and you know Or just go on spotify or you could just <laughs> go on spotify <laughs> it's kind of neat to have the like cd you know because like just the artwork and everything yeah. like that but for sure like um if there's something on there that strikes me that's not on their spotify i'll f- for sure make sure that we find a way for you to listen to it um these guys are real fun um uh, all right so uh i believe that wraps up our show yeah not bad uh pretty good time um, 
Do you want to come up with a Twitter question? Oh, we yeah. Got? We do need to come up with a yeah. Twitter question. Um, uh, sh- shit. Like, I feel like the one thing that really struck me. Oh, oh, I got one. What about who? who is a front man of a front? Who is a member of a band that you know could have a solo career, but you do not want them right. to do it? Okay, good one. Good one. I like that. That's, <laughs> not yeah, yet. That's not a good for one. A while. Yeah. yeah. That would be a good one. So uh, we'll put that on our Twitter and uh, include that on 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 the Reddit post sure, too. Sure, sure. You because know? that that's kind of I think that's kind of a I think it's a good question there. A neat thing to think about. Like they they could, but but don't because you're so yeah. good with your group. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of uh, Twitter and Reddit, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and look for us on Reddit at High Decibels Pod for clips, picks, discussions, and more. Also, look for us on Spotify, Soundtrack, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. And subscribe, rate, review, and follow. And let's close this out with no slack. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of High Decibels. And you'll hear from us next week. We actually we gotta take a week yeah, off. Yeah, it's gonna be a hiatus. Yeah. But uh, two weeks. Yeah. All right. Gonna be out of town, so All right, sorry. Guys. All. Peace. See ya.